Hello, family. This is Larry Hogan. I am your host for the podcast, Where Do We Go From Here? That is the question, the answer, forward, always forward. Today, I am absolutely delighted with the panel that I have today to make a discussion. There is no doubt that this year, 2020, has been a very, very difficult year for so many people. So it is my desire, my goal this month, to let you know that all of 2020 is, has not been bad. So I have the privilege and pleasure of introducing you to a group of people that makes 2020 and all year round good and better for all who participate. It is a wonderful opportunity that many know about and much more do not know about. And with that in mind, here, let me introduce my, I'll let my, my panel introduce themselves and what they are all about. So, again, panel, thank you so much for participating in this. We're going to go around the room. Heading up this, 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 this group, this initiative is the one and only. Uh, my name is Malvin Williams Tyson. I'm a retired um, sergeant major of the Army. I mean, not sergeant major, of the Army, an Army sergeant major. And next to her is? Uh, Jeffrey C. Pace, senior, uh, retired captain, Navy. And next to him? My name is Stan Overton. And I am a veteran of the United States Air Force. Now, hopefully you have caught the thing that all three of these people have in common. They are of the military service. And I gathered them together for a very, very wonderful program that involves military. It is called Soldiers to Scholars. And I will start with you, Sergeant Major. How, tell me what it is and how you came about it, and what do you offer to the people? Um, Soldiers and Scholars, or UCF Soldiers and Scholars, is a program that um, is mainly at UCF, uh, founded by Alzo J. Reddick. Uh, he was um, a legislator. He was a um, history teacher. He was a, of many firsts. So he wanted to to uh, have veterans, he's a, a veteran himself, to have a college education, have their secondary education. And at the same time, he saw a need for the young um, elementary school kids needed some kind of guidance, uh, mentorship, mentorship, other than rappers and um, gang members. So he put together veterans with their training and um, children. And with the veterans mentoring the children, he came with soldiers to scholars where the, the veterans will receive their um, bachelor's degree. Now, let me dig a little bit. Let me push you a little bit deeper mm -hmm. on that. You said it was Sergeant, I mean, it was Azo Reddick. And for those that are in the Orlando area, Azo Reddick is legendary in his cause and what he has done. And you said that he wanted, he put this, he was looking for mentors. And the mentors that he was trying to seek, and what, what was the purpose of the mentors? Why did he seek these mentors? The military, he went there for them. What was okay. the purpose behind that? Um, well, Dr. Reddick said that when he was in fourth grade, uh, he had, his fourth grade teacher inspired him from that age. And she told him that he was going to be something. And he took that with him through the rest of his school, into college, and into his, his work uh, force. So... He was also in the military. He was an E-5 in the Army. So he had the military training. So 
he took what he learned in the military and what he remembered from his elementary school time and put them together to say that that's why a military person can mentor these young kids because of the training that they had and the influence that it had on him. He believed that the influence can be instilled in those little kids. And those little kids, are they all minority? Is that no. important or are they just little kids that he wanted to show some leadership, give them some opportunities? They're predominantly, Bride, they're predominantly um, African-American children. There's some Hispanic. But he actually saw it, saw um, where we were actually losing little black kids to jails because he visited mm -hmm. them on many occasions when he was a legislator. So that's why he zoned in on the kids. And yeah, most of them are, are minority children. Uh, I'm going to turn to Captain Pace now. Captain Pace, how did you get involved in this? Um, I came through um, MMI. I came down here for MMI and when I finished up at MMI, I found out uh, about the program and I came in here and I started asking questions and next thing you know, I became a member of the... When you say came in here, you mean... I came, I got referred to about the, to about the Soldiers and Scholars Program. Soldiers and Scholars Program, okay. Yeah. And now, that, connect the dot for me, Soldiers and Scholars, what is that all about? What's the Soldiers part? We know what the Soldiers part is, it's kind of self-explanatory, but what's the Scholar part and how do those two come together? The, the Scholars part is where Anybody that's a prior service veteran that got uh, discharged with honorable discharge has the opportunity to continue their education if they do not have like a uh, program like the Voc Rehab or they don't have any GI bills that's left uh, from that and it gives them opportunity to continue their education through the Soldier Scholars Program where they have to commit, make a commitment of first uh, seven hours a week dealing with the inner city kids meant by, through mentoring and role modeling then um, they also have to be committed to their education to graduate uh, from University of uh, Central Florida or Valencia College with their, that education. That gives them a better opportunity to be successful in life. Do they have to commit to mentoring and teaching young kids? Does it matter what their degree is? No, Not it doesn't all. matter. And the cost, is there any cost to this? The cost is their time and their knowledge. Going to school. Going to school. You are a military vet. Yes. You get honorably discharged. Yes. I believe, Sergeant Major, you said they had to have an E5. That's a certain rank that they have to have? No. There's a program called um, Troop to Teachers. They have to be an E5. But so is the scholars. You can be a private. Oh, if they're being involved in teaching. Mm. Right. Yeah, okay. that's a whole different program, but we don't. You don't, you don't, you don't. we don't discriminate. They don't with, have to be a teaching no. major, anything like that. They right, just, and they don't have to be an E5 and above. They can actually be an E4 and below. And, and so is the scholars will give them an opportunity yes. to complete, even begin their education. If they're just a high school graduate, That's did their time. Did they no, time. they can't do their time as a high school graduate. I mean, not a high, I mean, high <laughs> join the military and got out. There you go. Okay, um, they, can, they can get in touch with you guys right. and you will help to finance their education. Correct. From yes. start to finish. Right. Correct. At no cost to them. At no, no cost. But the first thing they have to do is get registered and accepted into that uh, at school. Does it, is there any advantage to being in the military? They have to get registered on based on the terms of the school? Yes. Whatever that may be. Yeah, whatever that may be. And you came, were you, when you came here, we, and by the way, we are located, where are you located, your office is located at? Anybody? 1049 South Kirkman Road inside Metro Place Apartments. Why this place? 
because when the grant was uh, awarded to Dr. Reddick, Dr. Reddick and the owners of this complex said that since you will mentor to our kids in, in this complex, we will give you uh, a space to do it at no cost. So, so the place, all of this, and you said a grant pays for this. Who pays for this? What pays for this, this program? UCF does now. That grant ended in 2016, and after 2016, UCF, UCF picked up the cost. And so you're affiliated with UCF. Okay, so Sergeant Major, you came and got it. Here you started this. You came. How did you hear about this? Through uh, word of mouth. Simply word of mouth. Yeah. How do people hear about it now? We, through word of mouth, through advertisement. We uh, also just have other students that refer people. Um, right now we're working on updating the advertisement as well as the website. All right, I'm going to switch your gears again to the third party in this group, Stan Overton. Now, Stan brings something very, very unique. In addition to his military experience, you have also started something that's very, very unique. I don't know if this is, was a part of it or not, but what is it that you do for Soldiers and Scholars? Well, my title is uh, Community Resource Advisor. In other words, I go out to the community to seek resources to bring back to Soldiers to Scholars in support of the program, but my primary focus has been the development of a community garden that's located here at the center. Now when you say resources, what are the resources that you're, that you're well, talking about? Well, the primary resource that we've been able to bring back to the, from the community is the food distribution program. In other words, we have a partnership, as it were, with certain restaurants in the city of Orlando, whereby a few times a week we're able to get their food donated from them and in turn redistributed to the, uh, to the community. Community at large. Right? So in, with this pandemic, I bet you that was very, very important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, many of the restaurants that we work with from Wawa's to Carrabba's to Longhorn and Starbucks, they've been very supportive in their efforts to give us their resources that we in turn redistribute. Now tell me about the garden that you're talking about, the community garden, what's back there, what are you growing, what's happening? So when I came to Soldiers to Scholars in uh, 2015, it was, it was around 2017 that uh, Sergeant Major uh, and Sergeant Major and I uh, talked to the management here and on the uh, premises about using their unclaimed space, which was next to our center. And uh, they, were, they were very accommodating and, and supportive in us presenting a, a garden out here. In fact, uh, they donated a fencing uh, for us to to uh, have the garden and the and the idea of the garden was essentially for the community itself because we have a eclectic mixture of people from somewhere else from other countries other places and we wanted to have a garden that reflected the the cultural makeup of the community so uh, with that we raised all types of plants and vegetables
from give different me, places. Give me an example. What's out there? What kind of? Well, we have uh, sugarcane, uh, papaya. Uh, we just uh, blossomed some bananas and hibiscus, uh, uh, eggplant. You know, we just have a wide variety of, of uh, vegetables there that uh, are, are used by and large by members of the community. You grow this for the, that's available for the public? We grow it for the purpose of redistributing it to the public and it's also a means by which the public can come in and learn how to build a sustainable living space for themselves. We so they use the garden as an example of, to learn how to grow their own vegetables, how to, how to have their own sustainable, sustainable living space at their homes or sustainable growing space at their homes to where they can grow their own food and, and relieve themselves of having to uh, travel to great distances in order to get the food that they need for, for their own home. So it, it's and really so you show them how to do that in addition to it being available for them. Right. You also can learn how to... You can also learn how to, how to grow your own food. Wow. Yeah. And what we're really excited about now is uh, our partnership with uh, some state agencies whereby they send to us uh, folks that um, are trying to enter the workforce, but they have disabilities. And with those disabilities, we use the garden as an incubator of sorts to teach them the, the life skills and the social skills and the uh, engagement skills that are necessary to to enter the workforce. All of that from the garden. Who would have thunk it? All that from mm -hmm. the garden. That is so, so very, very cool. And so, as we get ready to wrap this up, I have learned uh, soldiers to scholars, they are, and, and, and you can correct me or, or step in and tell me whether I'm, I'm on the right page or not. This is a community-based organization that helps uh, veterans of all, is there a age limit or anything? Is there can can I have been in the military twenty years ago or twenty days ago? Yes. Doesn't matter if I have the necessary paperwork. Right. I can participate in this. Right. And you can also have a general under honorable conditions. So um, um, discharge. Are you a source for military veterans that may not know that this ex this help or is there anything else that soldiers and scholars do? Besides going to school, do you contact them and with, with job opportunities or business opportunities or anything of that nature? No, we just give them the education. You give them the education, which is very, very important, very, very it's neat. Very important. Very, very necessary. So, again, as I wrap this up, okay, I can come, a military veteran can come to Soldiers and Scholars and in, uh, uh, can either begin or continue or complete their college education the only thing that you're asking for them, as Captain Pace said, is seven, ten hours a week of volunteering. And what are they volunteering for? What are you volunteering? To do mentoring and role modeling with the kids and the, and the kids and the people in the community. Because we do more than just the kids. We have parents and stuff that come here and ask for advice or they need guidance because we can also utilize the facility. The uh, community can utilize the facility here to use computers, resumes, or anything like that. So it's pretty much um, open 
And all that is all. Now, you're on site at, a, at an apartment location in Southwest Orlando. Can anybody from any other area, do they have to live at this complex or anybody from, is open to the community at large? Or has that ever been asked before? Have you ever thought of? No, well, the, com the computers for them to use is got to be in the apartment complex. You have to be in the apartment, apartment complex. complex. But the children that we mentor can be outside the, the complex, which we have some in the apartments on Kirkman that okay. will come here. And even a couple of kids from the Washington the Washington Hills area, okay, okay. And with the schools, are you are you affiliated with Orange County School Board or, or any yes. local schools? There's a there is a college across the way. There's yeah. a elementary school, and a, all of those schools, all of those students are eligible. If they come here, they'll get the uh, yeah. And we access. work with, with Eagles Nest Elementary. Those are the, the those are your primary. Those are primary kids. Eagles only Nest. the kids at Eagles Nest. Oh, only the kids at Eagles Nest. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, uh, as we close this out, as I said before, family, thank you so very much, the participants in this here. As I said before, family, this has been, 2020 has been a, a particularly difficult year, but let you know that in spite of it all, there are still some wonderful, good programs that you may not be aware of. Soldiers to Scholars is one of them. If they know, if anybody knows anybody, can you give them, uh, how would they get in contact? Yeah, and then we'll wrap it up with that. How would they get in contact with Soldiers of Scholars? Is there a number or a name or a website that they can contact? Um, they can contact us at 407-900-2745 and extension 1, uh, 2, 3, or 4. And that's the name of this, this number will get you to where? Soldiers to Scholars? Yeah, any one of us. Soldiers to Scholars. Mm -hmm. People, thank you so very much. Family, again, this is Larry Hogan. I am your host for the podcast, Where Do We Go From Here? Remember, the answer, forward, always forward.